Look, I'm you gonna, gotta pay. I, I'm gonna go schedule a a studio visit with Paramount or something, and I'm gonna pitch them this Hercules idea as my idea. But I trademarked it, so I can sue you. You didn't, but you didn't prove it. Show me the paper. Trademark. <laughs> Trademarking it. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> This is Meg, and I'm a believer. Hi, this is Sean, and I drink over 100 ounces of water a day. And welcome to Quiet on Said Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about... Things that aren't movies, but should be movies. I have a really good list. I don't... I can't... You know, I haven't verified uh, Meg's list. My list is going to blow your freaking mind. I have, like, all the things, um, and they're really good. Um, I even have a couple remakes on there. So prepare to not know what he's talking about. No, these remakes everyone will know. They're like remakes of like Korean films that no one's watched. Uh, no, I would never remake a Korean film because if I'm watching a film in Korean, it's already good enough to not be remade. Oh my god. Okay, we are so different. Okay, so Sean, why don't you start us off? Okay, well this one I think everyone will be able to agree with because mm-hmm. well, we'll see. this is a character in the Avengers Ooh. that in my opinion does not get enough screen time, guess. Thor? Because I agree. Thor gets too much screen time. I don't think he gets enough. There, there's a reason Thor Ragnarok actually looks like a good movie compared to the other uh, Thor movies. No, the uh, the character in this one that I'm referring to is Hawkeye. Well. And so. Well. So I, wait, obviously. Wait, fun fact. I genuinely thought he was called Hot Guy for a very long time. So because does. Because when people say it, it sounds like Hot Guy. Yeah, so does everyone who uh, has no brain. All right. Oh, well, um, you know what? And then I, no offense to Jeremy Renner. It just I mean, didn't Jeremy fit. Renner, Jeremy Renner's, a, you know. Okay, but when you have Thor in the same movie as him, I, I didn't say, him the I, didn't, I did not say comparative. No offense, Jeremy Renner. You're really attractive. It's just that Chris Hemsworth is in the same film. Jeremy Renner also has a baby face. It's cute. He has like a young child face. Um. Anyways, so... Uh, if you don't know, and you probably do, but if you don't know, uh, Disney acquired Marvel uh, a number of years ago. What? Which, <laughs> if you've ever been to Disneyland, you'll know that they sell a bunch. They have like Marvel stuff all over the place. But um, I would, my my opinion, of course, is that uh, Disney's acquisition of Marvel has been mostly disastrous from a filmmaking standpoint. Um, I, okay. I don't. I, yeah, we have we have. That's uh, cute. We have a planned Marvel episode where where we will kind of hash out those differences. Um, but my opinion, they don't make great movies, and they prefer to be safe. Okay, uh, nope, we can't trigger, 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 trigger. No, no, we'll we'll get into. I, I we'll we'll talk about this more at length in a different podcast. Um, but I will say one thing that was really good about Disney acquiring Marvel. Um, was specifically the Hawkeye comics that they released. Uh, they're, they're, the Disney brand of Marvel comics, by the way, is called Marvel Now. And they released a comic series about Hawkeye that's just fantastic. And it's kind of like, what does Hawkeye do on the days where he's not fighting crime as an Avenger? Um, well, he's at his farm with his wife and children. Right, see, and I think that is one of the most disastrous things about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't even. Is no, I Hawkeye, so Hawkeye in in the comics Hawkeye is not married, he does not have a wife. Um actually lives on his own in an apartment complex. Um and he kind of 
uh, there's a relationship, but not romantic, between him and like a 15 year old girl named Kate Bishop. Okay, see, who, this is why the movies are better. No, but the, they're like he's like her tutor, so she's Hawkeye for the Teen Avengers, and he's Hawkeye for the regular Avengers, and so lots of lots and lots of the uh, the Marvel Now comics concerning Hawkeye kind of follow the relationship between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. Seems appropriate. And it's it's like a buddy comedy almost but there's also action and uh, it's right. hard to explain a 45 it, year old man and a 15 year old girl are best friends it's totally i didn't totally say they were normal. best friends it's totally normal the, it's actually so their their dichotomy is interesting because hawkeye 45 year old hawkeye is like this immature 15 year old kid and 15 year old kate bishop is like the more mature 45 year old woman and she basically has to scold him in the play. She's like, she's like his mom, even though she's thirty years younger than. I years. don't like this. He has a wife and he has children, and they are a perfect freaking family. Uh, and that's all that matters. Does he have children? Yes. Don't you remember his wife was pregnant? I mean, that's like completely ruins Hawkeye's character for me. Are you kidding me? It makes him so much more likable. The Hawkeye's character in the comics is the best because he's not married and he's like. What? None of them are married. What? Okay. So they're all, they're all like, I mean, they're not single, but none of them are married. And so why can't we have one married one? Why can't you let one of them have love, Sean? Well, I mean, they can. I just think it shouldn't be Hawkeye. It should. I, I mean, if you, I, I know you haven't read the comics. It doesn't matter. I've seen the movies. But, well, look, Captain America should be married. Well, to me. Mm, well, would you rather be married to Captain America or Thor? Oh, God. So you can only pick one of them. I mean, if we're talking characters, Captain America. Okay, but what about actors? Okay, this is a completely different discussion. But I point, don't know. Point, I don't know. The point is that certain characters are better off not married just because their comics persona is so good. So, like, Hawkeye, one of the things that makes him so awesome is that he knows he's not a powerful Avenger. And so, like, the stuff so that he... So he needs love. No, Love that's, is his superpower. I mean, I mean, that's kind of part of his. Don't even. That's. I'm pretty sure that's a song. Oh my God. That, that I just sounds came like up a song. With the new, a new superhero. Isn't that a Pat Benatar song or? I don't know, but we could call him. Um, oh, Love is a battlefield. Sergeant Love. Sergeant Colin. Love. Colin. Love is his superpower. What is this like? Oh. Uh, trademark. This sounds like a. I trademarked it. This sounds like an adult film more than it sounds like. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is I'm It'll not, be the second rated R Marvel film. All, all I'm saying... Well, actually, Deadpool... Logan was already the second rated oh, R Oh, so oh, Logan. Third, third. Yeah. Well, because Deadpool 2 is also going to be R. So you might This will come out before. Okay. Um, this still works. Yeah, I guess they, they put adult films out pretty quickly. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> anyways. That's funny. Um, I, all I'm saying is that Hawkeye's persona is greatly increased by him being single and him looking for people to fall in love with and get, getting completely thwarted at each turn. And it, it can actually take a more dramatic turn, too, because a large part of Hawkeye's storyline um, involves him just being kind of almost like a drunk and depressed. And uh, Kate Bishop is constantly coming up coming up to his apartment. That's up freaking weird, John. It, it's, That's weird. It's more like a father-daughter relationship than it is like a, a really? romantic one. Really? Yeah, in, fact, in fact, on multiple occasions, he says... He wants to make sure there's no romantic. It's actually kind of a point of humor, but um, it it has to be obviously a fine line. It because, sounds like a point of lawsuit. Yeah, well, I mean, it could definitely creep up on pedophilia there. Um, yep. 
But anyways, uh, I, I just think that they should do um, Hawkeye's story in a in a Marvel film by itself, but not the married Hawkeye because that's the that's the crummy no. Hawkeye. Well, I disagree because his storyline is perfect. But anyway, so from coming from somebody who hasn't who hasn't even read the comics. Okay, so is it my my yeah, you turn? Can, you can go. I'll say one. Um, are you ready? Am I ready? Spy Kids colon Where are they now? Didn't so, they do this already? No, they did Spy Kids four. <laughs> Isn't that? Ugh, I'm scoffing. Spy Kids four was the worst, and if you saw it in theaters, you also were. I don't even. What's the opposite of blessed? Cursed. Okay, sure, that's not the word I was looking for, but you were also cursed to the tune of um, the little scratch and sniff things. Do you know what I'm talking about, Sean? Like the markers that, you mean like no. the stickers that you scratch? They and... would give us like these little little cardboard sheets when we went to go see Spike It's For, and then throughout the film, various numbers would pop up on the screen, and you'd have to scratch and sniff that number that was on the that little real? cardboard card. This is a real, this is a true story. And one of them was literally like a diaper because at one point, like the baby <laughs> has like a bad That's diaper. That's ridiculous. It was the worst. Spy Kids is such. It's it's just so close to my heart. It's such Why? a big part of our childhood, Sean. Junie like, was my first crush. Was he? And really? now Junie's dating Megan Trainer. Is he really? They are. They're dating. Man, um, his life fell off a cliff. <laughs> he's lucky. Um. I mean, I guess if he's into that base. <laughs> oh my god. Stupid. Um, anyway, so I'm yeah, those films are so close to my heart and Spy Kids 4 was just the worst and it had um Alexa Penavega and whatever Junie's name is. <laughs> they had them in the film, but for like a hot second. Like it it was so short. They yeah, were like such they just minor show characters. Up, didn't they? they just show up and is, they're, what about, they're, uh, they're such a minor. Gary and Gertie from Spy we Kids need 2. Gary and Gertie. We need them. Also, the president's daughter from Spy Kids 2 oh, that's right. should that was, make a return. Isn't she was Taylor famous. Momsen? Was she, it Taylor Momsen? Yes, she was also she was Jenny also from Gossip Grinch. Girl, and she was Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Aww. And also, she has her own, uh, really adult band. Yeah, <laughs> she's grown up. But we need, really, we need a Spy Kids reunion. Where are they now? With like the original cast, like pre Spy Kids four. Honestly pre-Spy Kids 3, because I was not crazy about Spy Kids 3. No, Spy Kids 3 was horrible. Quite honestly, actually, scratch that. If they could remake Spy Kids 2, the same script, the same awesome. actors, no, the same script, the same actors, everything, just remake it. No, Spy Kids 2 is good. What they need to do... It was so do, good. I just want to, I just want to, I need more of it. What they need to do is scratch uh, 3 and 4. I didn't even see 4. I didn't even know about the 3 was the first 3D movie I ever saw. Was it uh, with yeah, the you know blue what? and yeah, blue and red three D glasses? Yeah, that's back when they. Oh my goodness, those were the worst. <laughs> back in the day. The first, you know what? The first three D. On a separate note, the first three D movie I saw that didn't have the blue and red glasses. Sharkboy and Lava Girl. No, that had. Oh, the that blue had and the red blue and red glasses. No, um, Tron Legacy. That's what, that. Me too. That was that. That was probably the first three D yeah, movie without the without use the of blue those and horrible, red. horrible glasses. Yeah, and then we bought Spy Kids three, and they had blue and red glasses. So basically, I want a Spy Kids two just remade with the older with like the current the current cast like where they are now just just because so, having one spike kids two isn't enough so you want to you want to hear something interesting about why they have red and blue glasses for those old 3d movies nope it's okay not seriously though like people <laughs> if you close your left eye and then your your right eye 
you can see that one of your eyes has a red tint to it and the other one has a blue tint to it. Okay, what you can't see is that Sean just closed the eyes that he was talking about. I was trying about to figure out, trying to figure out which one it is. It. I think but it's there the are left no one 3D is red. Glasses in sight. The left the left one is red and the right one is blue. <laughs> He's still doing it. Well, because I'm trying to figure it out. But uh yeah, that that was something I decided or I decided. I discovered a long time ago when I was like 8. I was so excited about that, and I wanted to name it, like, the Sean Principle or something like that. Oh, cool. Um, because right. that was, like... You were the first person to ever discover it. Well, see, I, lo- I actually literally went to Google after I discovered it, and I was like, has anyone else discovered this? And I never found anything on Google that anyone else had said it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely naming this principle after me. Fun fact, I also had a moment like that. I thought, and I truly believe this till I was, like, 12. I know it's an embarrassing long, long time to believe that. Believe what I'm about to say. Uh, I thought that I had invented the word idiot because I said it in preschool Oh, you- and I had never, I don't know where I had heard it. And then everyone's like, that's a funny word, idiot. And then they all started using it. So I brought a uh, kid bad words into my school I've- and I was full on convinced I invented the word. I don't think you invented idiot, but idiot was invented for you. Okay. Yeah. I went there. See what I live with? This is what I live so with. So you said Spy Kids. Okay, Spy Kids, colon, where are they now? Don't forget the colon. Why song. colon? Spy Kids, enter, tab, tab, smaller text, where are they now? Because I don't want to see any colons on screen. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh. um, okay, so do you want me to go next? Sure. Here's the only one on this list that no one's heard of. Um, oh, okay. And it's a shame that no one's heard when of When he it. says no one, he means literally no one. I, I mean literally probably no one listening to this podcast or anyone that's friends with my sister. Um, <laughs> it's called The Rehearsal. It's very judgmental. It's, well, it's true. The Rehearsal. The rehe- yeah, like. Classic. You, Favorite yeah. film. It's not a movie. It's a book. It's a book. Yep. That everyone, by the way, everyone who's older than like seventeen should read this book. I think I think it's just one of the greatest novels ever written. Um, it'd be a really really difficult um, movie to make. I don't want to get into too much detail about what it's about because um, it's kind of almost like a twist ending type of book. Yeah. Um, but it's not like any twist ending book you've ever read or any twist ending. You movie are being ever... no, no, so I, judgmental right now. I don't See? mean that. I mean just like in general, when when you think of twist ending, you think of like. Fight Club prestige. or Prestige, right? Which is a bomb this, movie. This this movie, this book has a different kind of twist ending. That it, it's not a thriller, so it's not that kind of twist ending. It's more of a, a coming to, coming of age drama. Ugh, barf, um, barf my butt. Um, but, <laughs> okay, but it, it's really good. Um, I I think I think it would be an amazingly beautiful film if they did it the right way. Um, and you could pick your choice of actresses below the age of twenty five. I know who Sean would pick. Well, I mean, we, we already had that. If you want to know who I'd pick, you should go listen to our previous podcast, and you'll know exactly who I'd pick. If you want to know who I'd pick... Don't go same. anywhere. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan talks all about her favorite. Oh, my gosh. She, she wants Tom Holland to be in it. No. <laughs> okay. Next thing I think that it should be, uh, words are hard. A thing that should be a movie. It should be a remake. I think Hercules needs to be remade. The um, Disney one. Yes, the Disney one because they've made so many sucky Hercules. They like need to the, remake the, one with the, the Rock. Disney one. With the, I love you, The Rock. 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I love you. But I'm sorry, that movie sucked. I love you, Mr. The Rock. <laughs> Sir Rock, <laughs> you're awesome, but your movie sucked. Um, so no, they need to remake the Disney version, and I've already, I actually... Who would you, who would confession. you cast? Okay, so confession. I started working on the script because I'm like actually very hardcore that it needs to be remade. So I was like thinking if I were to ever... I just want to come to fruition. Well, first, let me just say, I'm fine with whoever you cast, so long as we keep Danny DeVito as... Uh, yes, of course, Danny DeVito would good, stay as because he still, he looks like that. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. So, but here's here's the, here's where it would change. Um, um, so Hades would be played by Jim Carrey. Uh, and it would be like, from his perspective, instead of focusing on Hercules the whole time, it would focus more on Hades. So Hades would be the main character, and it would be played by Jim Carrey, because he would be a kick butt... Hades. I mean, he would be able to, I guess, do the faces. Honestly, always... I can't think of a better person to play Hades. And then it would, like, it would, the music Robin would Williams. say. Robin Williams. Oh. Sean, too soon. <laughs> um, It would, even then, Jim Carrey, though. Oh, just, you know who would be a good Because he has the Hades? figure, too. He's tall and thin, and he has, like, the most you know be a good Hades? amazing facial expressions. Seth Rogen. Okay. No, stop it. Seth Rogen is in the film that he I'm is. casting. Is he really? But he's not Hades. Is he Hercules? No. <laughs> Sean, this would be such a good film. Okay. You can't, you, Seth Rogen can't be Hercules. This guy has to be strong. <laughs> Seth Rogen can be like the the four foot guy who is He's like... He's Hades' sidekick. He's not really Hercules. Okay, I was going to say... Oh, yeah. I, I, that, yeah. that makes sense because yeah. that guy sounds like Seth Rogen a little bit. But then I was having a hard time casting who would play Hercules because I don't want it to be like Chris Hemsworth or Chris Hemsworth. Like, they're already superheroes. Um, can I so, guess? Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No. That's a good guess, though. I do love him. This is really, like... This is not even, like, true to my personality. But I'm going with the flow. I think Channing Tatum would be Hercules. Really? Yeah, but Channing Tatum can't sing. Or act. (laughs) But really? Okay, so if we could get, like, the acting skills of Tom Hanks... (laughs) And inject it into Channing Tatum and the voice of Josh Groban and inject that into Channing Tatum. That's the actor so, so saying, I want to play You're Hercules. saying if we made Channing Tatum a version of Captain America, except for he can also act and sing. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's like saying, like, if we created the perfect human, <laughs> that's who would play Hercules. Okay, well, who, who else would play Hercules? Um, so... What are the requirements for someone who has to play Hercules? So he has to be really buff because Hercules be really buff. in the film is obnoxiously buff and Hercules is known for Yeah, he has that. to be really buff. He has to be handsome. He has to be willing to dye his hair orange. He Not ginger, orange, orange. Well, I mean, Channing Tatum would be willing to do that. Of course. Um. Oh, you know who could be the other sidekick? This is totally off topic. I already cast the whole film, but okay. Jonah Hill. Of course. Yeah, Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen would be the two sidekicks. They would just be amazing. Um, They're anyway, so amazing. Anyway, I, I was thinking Jonah Hill wouldn't be Hercules because he's not a Hercules type of guy. But I think it could be, like, ironic. This wouldn't Promoting. be Hercules if you had him. Oh, you know who could be Hercules? Who? Miles Teller. No. Um, In this house, we have no tolerance for Miles Teller's BS. Why? Miles Teller's awesome. I... Miles Teller as an actor. He's an awesome actor. Who's Meg? He's also uh, lots of words I can't say. Of me, of course. No, no, I mean like the actual. Yeah, Meg. yeah, me. No, no, I mean the Meg in the film. Yeah, me. I no, cast really, myself in the film. No, really, who who would be Meg? It just makes sense for me to play Meg. I already have the name. So let's talk about who we would cast as Meg. 
Um, so I think Meg would be a perfect Meg. Personally, I nominate myself. Um, but if let's assume for a minute that you didn't get the role. Ooh. I know it's a, it's a hard it's hard to <laughs> imagine. Wow. Ooh, rough blow. Um, Emma Stone. No. No. She can sing though. Not great, but she can sing. Okay. No. Um, I would say like Leah Michelle, personally. Of course you would. You know what? Leah, actually, Leah Michelle wouldn't be terrible for that. She'd be excellent. She's got the sass, and boy, does she have the voice. Um, I mean, she's not as good as me, but. Oh, what about what if we got Hugh Jackman to play Hercules? He's too old. What if we got Hugh Jackman to play Zeus? That could work. Actually, since we're on the topic, I actually have a document on here. I literally have spent so much time on this film. Oh, wait. Before, though, I did plan out the trailer because pretty much my vision for this film is the trailer. And it would be like they're singing the... Um, In the rain? Okay. No. <laughs> they The um, Greek chorus is like singing and you like see their silhouettes. And, and so it keeps flashing in between them and scenes from the film. And at the very end, you see the back of Hades. And you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be an awesome film. And I can't describe the trailer very well, but you would get goosebumps if I could. <laughs> um, if, if They would get goosebumps if you could? You know, oh, oh, here was my idea. It would be like key elements of every movie. You'd have the hot guy, and then it would show Hercules. The hot girl, and then it would show Meg the less hot best friend and then it would show his less hot best friend aka Danny DeVito um but, but that's not they're not friends per se it, it really doesn't matter you're just making it complicated now I, I, I want to figure out we'll have to do Sean okay literally sorry I'm interrupting oh my gosh I am <laughs> okay I said Hercules Channing Tatum Hades Jim Carrey uh I cast myself as Meg um Danny DeVito uh Chris Hemsworth, I said, would play by Zeus. Play, he would, oh, he's he would too play young. Zeus. He's too young, but he could work on it. I said Hera would be played by. I honestly don't know how to say her name, and I'm so embarrassed by this. Is it Isla Fisher? Oh yeah, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Yeah, and then I said Pain would be played by Jonah Hill, and Panic would be played by Seth Rogen. Really? Did you? <laughs> I really did. That's, yeah, they'd be perfect um, for that role. And then I cast people. You'd like, have to put James Franco in there somewhere. Yeah, I would have to work James Franco into it. James Franco could play Hercules. Mm. Oh, yeah. Stoner Hercules? I think yes. I mean, I think James Franco could do anything you wanted him to. Um, even put on muscle because he doesn't really have that much. Other people. Well, you know what? He's perfect the way he is. <laughs> Other people I cast in the film. Kate Winslet. Georgie As? Henley. Rachel Weiss, Dax Shepard, of course. And then I didn't cast the Greek chorus yet, but Jennifer Hudson has to be in the gonna, Greek chorus. Yeah, Gen- I was going to say... Jennifer Hudson like well. perfect for Greek chorus anyway so yeah just to I did and I think cast that like if so if you have a Greek chorus Trademark. I think you should put like mm-hmm. uh, Idina Menzel in there as well yeah she'd be good imagine the imagine the magic this is I can't let's move on okay this is so getting I'll me go, too worked up I'll go to mine uh, my next one which is the Iliad which agreed that's a good one sean well here's the thing i thought that the iliad was unfilmable for a long time because the i i've always i've always thought and when i was in school and i would talk about this with my professor uh we used to agree that it'd be really difficult to portray the greek gods in relationship to the humans because they interact on the humans level but they also are obviously you know right superhuman yeah um and so it was it was really difficult as to how we were going to do that but i think if you put in enough thought to it 
um, you'd be able to do that. Um, plus, you know, like, I don't know, there's, I think it'd be really, so like, I, I, I'm a huge fan of epics, right? Right. And just having like these vast, these massive battle epic scenes where, yeah. you know, Apollo goes in and stuns Patroclus before Hector kills him. Right. Spoiler. Um, or, or. <laughs> Too late though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you haven't read the book. Yeah. I mean, the book came out 3,000 years ago, so. Because <laughs> the closest thing we had to an Iliad movie is Troy. And Troy's good movie. But Troy doesn't have wrong. any of the gods involved in it. it. Well, I mean, it does as Thetis, but, like, she just looks like a person. And, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, if I could cast if I could cast Brad Pitt from, like, 15 years ago as Achilles, I'd do that in a heartbeat because he he's so perfect for that so role. So perfect. Um, and I actually think uh, Brian Cox's Agamemnon worked out really well, too. Who played Hector? Because I thought he was uh, good. It was. It was Eric Bana. Eric Bana uh, did a really great yeah, job. Yeah, he did a great job as Hector. I know. I talked about how like I didn't Hector. like him in our last episode, but and, I did like him as Hector. And I don't think anybody could play Paris better than Orlando Bloom. Like, yeah, Orlando for, Bloom is, is truly for, he Yeah, for, for, all of the, uh, for all of the hate that movie got from critics, um, and it, it didn't get a great score. I think I'm it's surprised. Like, well, I can kind of understand it. Um, I really like that film, actually. I Yeah, I do, too. I own it, so I mean, obviously, I like it. I just, um, I don't know why critics didn't like it, but one thing you can't fault it for is that it was cast really, really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Orlando Bloom as Paris truly is amazing. Yeah. And remember Diane Kruger, Sean's oh, that's right. lifetime Diane love. Is, is, she's uh, Helen. And honestly, at the time, that was a perfect yeah, casting she, choice. Yeah, she's pretty in that movie. She's really beautiful. And also, even uh, Peter, o- Peter O'Toole as Priam, there was a point in, I think Peter O'Toole is dead. Yeah. Um, there was a point in in his career where he was just like the old man that couldn't really do much. Yeah. Um, and that's basically Priam. And so that's having, true. That was, that was good casting, right? Yeah. They they did a really good job casting that movie. Um, even Sean Bean as Odysseus, he doesn't die in that movie. So, you know, I Sean, can't even picture Odysseus in that film. Well, he's not in it enough to be honest. Odysseus plays a really big part in the Iliad, and he's not really right. in that movie. Um, yeah. At that's all. Why I can't picture him. Yeah. Um. They I'm should also make an Odyssey. They've the reason I didn't put the Odyssey is because they've done the Odyssey like four or five times. Um, I remember seeing a version of the Odyssey and hating it. You mean when it was part of our school? Yeah. Yeah, and it was really they made not terrible. Good. They need to make a good version of the Odyssey, like a true a true. They to book. really should. I mean, um, it'd be so long, but a true to book. Uh, well, I mean, the Ili- both the, the Iliad and the Odyssey movies would have to be you know three plus hours long. Yeah. So I I mean we're looking at like six hour movies here. A Lord of the Rings type setup. Yeah. For the Iliad and Odyssey. Well, for the Iliad, there's several scenes in several books in the Iliad that you're not going to devote a lot of screen time to. Uh, the Shield of Achilles, you're not going to devote a lot of screen time to. Right. Um, there's several books in there that are literally just battle sequences where Achilles is going through and just destroying everybody. Right. Um, you're probably not going to devote too much screen time to that, at least not as much as in the book. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, you you don't need like the Olympic games in there. They, they kind of have their own Olympics uh, where I think uh, Odysseus beats Ajax. And that's actually the basis for another play uh, called Ajax written by Sophocles. But that, that's a, a topic for a different time that we'll probably never discuss because <laughs> it's, a, it's a Greek play. But anyways, so I just think the Iliad would be a really good one. Uh, the Odyssey too, but they've already done the Odyssey, which is why I didn't put it on this list. Right. So anyways, your next one. Um, my next one is... It's not really specific. It's, I mean, just a movie that has Will Ferrell, Bradley Cooper, and Andy Samberg in it. I don't care what the movie's about. Just please cast them all in one film. Will, Will Ferrell whom? Who else? Bradley Cooper and Andy Samberg. But why? Like Because they're my three favorites. But they're not. 
Also, if you could get Kristen Wiig and Kristen Bell in there, that'd be great. I mean, they'd spend all the money on casting and none of it on the movie. I didn't say it had to be a good plot. Or uh, even... You just have them in the same room just for have them in the an same hour room and a half. And have them talk. The conversations that would happen. Oh my gosh. Trademark. Go um, ahead. So, do you have any others? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Um, my next one is uh, basically lots of stories in the Bible. Um, like regardless of your religious religious preference, whether or not you believe the Bible is true or not, there I am shocked that filmmakers have not mined the Bible for more stories. I mean, there's just so many epic stories in there. You know, the the here's just a short list I have. Um, the story of Jericho. I mean, just imagine that from a cinematic perspective, where the whole city of Jericho crumbles right. to the ground. Uh, the story of Ruth, which would be a love story. The assassination of the heathen king by Ehud. Yeah. Uh, Samson and Delilah. Which, I was going to say Samson Which and I'm shocked that hasn't been made into a Me movie. Me too. That would be a cool movie. I mean, that seems, like, that seems like something Hollywood would get right on. I mean, you cast right? the Hawkeyes, Samson and Hot Girls, Delilah. And like, right. um, then uh, the rise and fall of Ahab and Jezebel, uh, Gideon, Jephthah. Um, both Elijah and Elisha have fascinating things just from a dramatic standpoint. Um, pretty much anything with David in it. They haven't done David and Bathsheba either, really. Yeah. Not since, like, the silent films. They did right. a Samson Delilah back in the silent film era, but, like, that's something that nobody watches anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I mean, well, I mean, I didn't watch. I didn't watch them. Um, but I'm sure if you go and look at, like, Cecil B. DeMille and some of his stuff, like, right. he did. he's the guy, by the way, if you don't know, that did Ten Commandments um, and uh, Ben-Hur. So he he's not a stranger to to Bible stories and film, right? Um, but I and I like there's just I mean there's literally I I, I have ones that I want to direct eventually that right. I haven't even I didn't even talk about those. There's literally just tons well, of film. You should trademark stories. it before someone takes it. Well, I mean I didn't say what my ideas were, so I don't have to trademark them. Oh, so none of those were your idea? I mean they're all my ideas, but they're not the ones I want to direct. Okay. Because um, I'm pretty sure verbal trademark. It's just as good as... Yeah? Yeah, yeah. If you verbally trademark something and then put it out there, you, know, you we should own do, that. We should do this Hercules thing. Trademark. Yeah, I trademarked it. I called it. Is I that, trademarked it. I don't know if that's I said trademark. Does that, I don't think that's how it works. It, it does. Okay. If you steal it from me, if you want to use my ideas or you want to steal it from me, Look, I'm you got to pay. I, I'm going to go schedule a a studio visit with Paramount or something and I'm going to pitch them this Hercules idea as my idea. But I trademarked it so I can sue you. You didn't, but you didn't prove it. Show me the paper. Trademark. <laughs> Trademarking it. <laughs> Trademark. Okay. So that that's, I was just thinking there's a lot of filmable stories in Bible, so. Right. Yours. Um, okay, I'll do I have a serious thought, a serious thought. Megan has a serious thought. <laughs> I decided it's about time. <laughs> every time I have a serious thought, I should have a song. Trademark. Um, <laughs> Tra so, trademark. So I have a serious thought. Trademark. Um, trademark. <laughs> Wicked, the movie. Now, I know it's being made into a movie, but I would just like to say I have been wanting this for so many years. So it's more of just like a yay for you, Hollywood. You're finally doing it. Wicked is such an amazing musical and it would so easily transition onto the screen because it has the same visuals as Wizard of Oz, um, but a more compelling storyline and even music. Be, is, it might even be a little darker visually. It is. It's definitely darker visually. It's a, it's definitely a darker storyline. Yeah, I mean, if you got someone like uh, Tim Burton to direct Wicked. 
Oh my! Like a, and I'm not even a Tim Burton fan, oh but my if you God, got that Tim would Burton, be amazing. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, you might even say it would be a wicked movie. But on trademark, nope. Uh. Trademark, <laughs> trademark on that joke. <laughs> no one else can ever use that joke if without you, first asking Sean yeah, if for you, permission. If you want to use that joke in conversation, you have to come to me and ask me, and right. I'll probably say no. If not, he's going to charge you. We're yeah. going to sue you. Oh, trademark. <laughs> trademark on the scene oh my gosh anyway i'm really excited that it's going to be a movie and i would just like to put out my two cents really fast for who you should cast idina menzel no idina menzel i love you uh what's no. your name leah michelle of course needs to be alphaba is there anything that you don't think Le- why didn't you put leah michelle in your favorite actresses <laughs> you're right she is perfect um she is my favorite voice oh, you of know anyone who- if i could have anyone's voice in the world it'd be leah michelle wait she's gonna be who she needs to be alphaba no she should be glinda no and jennifer hudson should be alphaba no, no, no. Jennifer Hudson's gonna be in Hercules, All so right. <laughs> um, Leah Michelle is gonna be Alphaba, and then of course I'm casting myself again as Glinda. Ugh. I don't actually know an actress that's qualified to play Glinda. She's gonna have to be someone from Broadway. Who? Oh, what's her name? Who played Glinda? Kristen Chenoweth yes. cannot play Glinda now. Why? Because Sean, she's way older than Leah Michelle. So. You're right. She CGI. Glinda. You're right. She's still. Oh, you know who else Glinda. could play Glinda? Who? Carrie Fisher. Oh my god! <laughs> Insensitive. Uh, She's resting in peace next to Robin Williams. Her sweet friend Dustin Hoffman. Oh my god. Okay, moving on. What's your uh, next? My next one is The Hobbit. Um, I think The uh, Hobbit. <laughs> the Hobbit they made was terrible. Um, agree to disagree. So I, I have a list of things that I would get rid of. Um. I would get rid of the stupid Gandalf side story, which doesn't fit in with the plot, and I don't care what they think. It doesn't. Um, the Wood Elves would all be bad guys. Uh, and the Lord of the Rings, I don't know if you've read The Hobbit, Megan. Yeah. But um, Every day, all day. There's a difference between the Wood Elves and the regular elves. So the Rivendell Elves are kind of led by um, Elrond, and the Wood Elves are kind of led by uh, Galadriel. Right. Um, Galadriel's obviously not in The Hobbit. Uh, and it's stupid that she's in the movie at all. But um, the Wood Elves are all pretty much bad guys in this. Legless isn't in it at all. Shouldn't be in it at all. Well, um, matter of opinion. And also Toriel, who is played by uh, Kate from Lost, should not be. Her name is Evangeline Lily, and she's awesome. She shouldn't be in that movie, though. Was she a made-up character? Is that why? Yeah, she's. She was an well, amazing made-up character. It's, it's not even that her character is bad. It's just that. I would get rid of that whole subplot. I mean, you don't need no. three movies of The Hobbit for one. Um, but the whole subplot where she falls in love with, uh, I think it's Feely, is just really stupid. Um, and would never happen. Even even if it's kind of sentimental in the movie, it would never happen in J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, Hobbit or just his entire world. Um, I'd spend more. Him. I'd spend more time with the spiders and the flags and spiders uh, chapter, which is one of the coolest chapters in that book. Um, it's just... I don't know, it could be so creepy and so awesome and they like basically the spiders get a cameo um more time with bjorn by the way who basically his screen time is they see him once in the forest and then they see him once being dropped into battle and like so B- bjorn kills the that main um the main orc who i think his name is like azog or something like that um like just having this epic setup where you know, you have this. So one, let me just re, let me explain. One of the things that made Lord of the Rings so well was kind of what they call. There's kind of like this link linchpin of action, 
where each new event kind of hinges, everything hinges on that event, right? So you look at the Battle of Helm's Deep, where, you know, it, it starts with, you know, the battle itself, but then everything in that battle relies on the fact that that guy is coming with the bomb and he's going to blow up the little grate in Helm's Deep. You know what I'm talking about? Um, sure, but wait, I'm going to stop you for just a second. <laughs> Lynchpin? Yeah, like, you do you know what a linchpin is? <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. Like... Everything centers around that. I think you made that up. I definitely did not make that up. Lynchpin. Lynchpin is a real word. It's like okay. everything hinges on it. It's okay. like it's like cute. It's it's like a hinge. Right, but with lynch. Lin- linchpin. Lynchpin. Yeah. Look look up a dictionary. It sounded like you were thinking lunchbin, and it came out lynchpin. Yeah. Have you ever heard the lunchbin of action? <laughs> it's yeah, where they the store all their lunch and trademark. Their, yeah, trademark on the lunch bin. <laughs> um. Anyways, it'd just be really cool if everything kind of built to a climactic battle between Born, uh, Born, Bjorn, and Azog. Although having Born in that we movie, are have, changing things up. Having Born in them in a crossover universe might be a really cool idea. Um, I'd spend more time with Riddles in the Dark, which is a really long chapter. Hey, I know that one. Well, that's probably the only part you know from that that you know whole what, book. Sean? Um, the disrespect I get less time on the battle sequences too so one of my issues with the last movie is that's all one long battle sequence the battle sequence does not matter to Bilbo the Hobbit is about Bilbo that's why it's called the Hobbit and Bilbo doesn't even fight really in the battle unless he's going from one place to another so having like this two and a half long two and a half hour long battle sequence in the third movie I think is complete baloney um, and it doesn't matter to Bilbo, so they shouldn't do it. It's definitely not baloney. It's ham at it's best. Ham? It's ham at best. Uh, it's might be salami. Can say I say it's salami? Bologna. Yeah, it's salami with some Swiss cheese on with there. Su- yeah, salami and For maybe sure. some ranch. Maybe some ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd also cut everything involving Radagast, who isn't even, I don't think, in the book. How dare you? What? Isn't he's the guy who's like the guy with bird poop in his head? And oh yeah, like, yeah, you can cut, cut him. He doesn't need to be in that movie. He is un- way more with Bard. Luke Evans, by the way, is awesome. Luke um, Evans is always awesome. Yeah, and so Bard is like probably my favorite character in that entire book, and they they screw up his character more than they screw up anyone else's character in that entire movie. Um, he's already the mayor of Lake Town, and he's awesome. Also, the Black Arrow. Okay, so this is this is a point of passion for oh my me. Gosh, the Black Arrow is not a ballista. It's so stupid. It's not like a spear. They basically fire a ballista. It's not that thing. It's just a regular arrow. So, anyways, I could I could spend an entire podcast talking about it. Oh, we know. We know. You spend half the podcast yeah, talking well. about it. Yeah, well. We know. Well. So, I only have one more. Do you have any more? Yeah, I have, one, and I have two more, actually. Okay, so you do one. I'll do my last one, and you do your last one. Okay. Home alone, colon, no longer alone. Now... I'm a really big fan. This of, is this is this cones. is what you'd make uh, right after you're done making Spy Kids. Where are they now? Okay. So, so here's the thing. I really love Kevin, and my heart breaks for him because how many times is he gonna? He only he's only in two movies. Yeah. How does that happen twice to a person? Well, he doesn't want to be with them. He like exactly. He's alone, but surrounded by people. Just got deep. And he, really though, my heart breaks for him. How does that happen to a person more than once? It's just truly tragic. Anyway, so I want there to be another Home Alone, colon, no longer alone, 
where Kevin finally finds happiness. And he's no longer alone? And he's no longer alone. He's, Is this a romantic comedy? The, the, <laughs> it's a romantic comedy. And at the end of the movie, he's like, I mean, we'll say, like, he falls in love with a girl named Sally. I don't know. Sally. Sally. Are you playing Sally? <laughs> yeah, I'm Sally. Yeah, of course. And he expects no one to answer because he thinks Sally left him. And he's like, oh, crap, again? And then Sally's like, what, babe? And he's like, wow, I'm no longer alone. Truly, this is a master class in and they, screenplay trademark, writing. And they kiss. Trademark. And then the film slowly blacks out before you hear Buzz. Or no, Buzz will call out somebody to Kevin. Kevin, stop kissing my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it like ends on a funny note. Yeah, but it's kind of depressing that she was ever interested in Buzz. I know, but he's no longer alone, and she chose Kevin, <laughs> so it ends really happy. But I and really funny. like, I yeah. really like the idea of it being sentimental with him being like, "Oh, I'm no longer alone." That specific line needs to be in there. Oh, I'm, I'm no, longer, no longer, I'm no longer alone. home alone. I'm no longer home alone because Sally was there. Because I'm with Sally now. I'm with Sally, Buzz's ex-girlfriend, <laughs> and. Then, of course, you hear Buzz shout at Kevin because Buzz lives with them, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that's another idea I have. Okay, so real quickly, because we're running out of time for this episode, uh, I'll just go over the one I had. My last one uh, was I really want to do a Star Wars movie that explores the Sith in more detail. So, like, I don't like the Star Wars movie. And I, I might be in the minority. I didn't like Force Awakens much either. Um... Wait, what was the first thing you said you didn't like? Most of the Star Wars movies. I like Star Wars Episode Five. Uh, I like Star Wars Episode Four. You better like Star Wars Episode Three. Uh, that's probably my favorite of the prequels. Star Wars Episode Six is the best. I, that's probably the worst of the original trilogy. How dare you? It's definitely four it's, okay, is it's the worst. No, it, six is definitely the worst. Um, How can you say that? Because I've watched them. <sighs> um. What? Maggie, so you I. just like Carrie Fisher in episode six. I love Carrie Fisher in episode six. I just love episode six is just exciting. Episode four is just. I meant I meant particularly the way that she dresses. Oh my god! <laughs> but she did create a very iconic, very iconic, very pro feminist moment. Very pro feminist. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> at all. I'm not sure how <laughs> that, was, that kind was, of, pro-feminist. No, it was actually kind of a joke because of how not pro feminist it was. Um. Anyways. The uh, the Sith are the coolest part of Star Wars, and anyone who disagrees is wrong. Sean is on the dark side, is what he's trying to. I would, if I were a Jedi, I would be on the dark side because the light side is stupid. Um, in fact, execute order number sixty six. Execute order sixty six. My brother is going to hell. Um, I created hell. No, um, I just I like the idea of the Sith. There's actually some characters in the extended universe which apparently doesn't count anymore. But there's some characters in the extended universe where they actually bounce back and forth between Jedi and Sith. And like following a character like that who bounces back and forth between good and bad, I think would be really cool. Um, so that's that's what I want, want to do. That and also be less stingy. Those movies are always so stingy when it comes to their lightsaber fights. And if you ever look at like a video game cinematic for some of the more recent Star Wars movies, you should be able to see what we can do with special effects now. Um, so I would I would do a movie that follows the Sith... Or someone bouncing back between Sith and Jedi uh, while also having some really awesome 
uh, lightsaber fights in there. I can't believe you don't like episode Sith. <laughs> episode Sith. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Trademark. Okay. Trademark. My final film. And I have a serious thought. A serious thought. Make a serious thought. Trademark. Trademark. Um, I think there should be a film about my life. It's so interesting. There's so much material. I can't name names, can I? No, you cannot. Because <laughs> I have some names in mind. <laughs> Same. It's so interesting. The amount of times I've been screwed over in life is truly funny. Um, but it's not funny at the same time. I would title it a dramedy. Because there's so much funny stuff that happens. But it's all drama. But it's all drama. But it's funny drama. And it would create just a masterpiece. Obviously, I would play myself. Has that ever happened? Has uh, yes, that ever... happens all the time. Eminem played himself in Eight Mile. That's so true. So I basically what Sean's saying is I'm the female Eminem, which I've known for a while now. But <laughs> I've, uh, I've never heard you rap. Official. I've never heard you rap. You did. Not like a real rap. I played Rap God so loud the other day mean, and I was I don't rapping mean along to it. one that you wrote. That's what I mean. Oh, I've never wrote a rap. Yeah, because you can't. But I can rap. You can follow Eminem's raps. <laughs> I. It's not... Saying I can rap is very deceiving. I know raps. <laughs> I, I know and the I words. I can sing with them. I'm not saying it sounds good. I can rap, but I'm not saying it sounds good. I can um, I can rap. Either way, I think what we've gotten from this is that I am the female Eminem, and a movie should be uh, after me. Should be made after me. I think I would call it. We need a pun of my name. What's a pun? Can you make a pun with my name? Um. Another day, another Meg. A nutmeg. Oh my gosh, nutmeg. We've got it. Um, so trademark that is coming <laughs> out um, soon. So much. So and, and then this podcast can be part of it too. It can be like the final scene. Actually, this is where everything comes to fruition in, in your life. This is the highest <laughs> pinnacle of oh the number one achievement. Oh God! Of your life. Is this yeah. Podcast? So so your your life is over and you're <laughs> pathetic forever. <laughs> but I think that what the real twist would be is. If I'm Sally. Get it? From Home Alone? From Home Alone, the movie I'm making. The Home, Home Alone, Alone Never Stop, Never Stopping? <laughs> Home Alone. That should be Wait, your name. Home Alone, No Longer Alone. You're, you're, you're the movie about your life should be called Meg on the Lonely Island. Oh my gosh. Do you think Andy Samberg would play my love interest? Uh, we could ask him. He'd have to obviously like uh, excuse the restraining order, but <laughs> it, it, it depends. It depends on uh, it depends on how much money you raise. Do you think if I made a movie about my life, I could get Joanna Newsom to be the love interest? I'm sorry, I really think that you're just copying my idea now. Well, I mean, it's, it, look, uh, honestly, look, look, I trademarked look, look, look. it. If you're gonna be married to Andy Samberg, then that means I should get a shot at Joanna Newsom, right? But I mean, that's fair. Just get her out of my life. But then, then I have to see her all the time. I'll stay far away from you. I don't care. Okay, that sounds good. We'll do this over the phone. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll restraining order you. Oh well, thank you. Because Joanna Newsom wants me to. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Sounds sounds great. So, uh, my this biopic? is obviously gonna happen now. Biopic. Yeah. My biopic nutmeg is coming out real soon, um, and in the end, I walk into the house where my love Kevin is, and I'm like, Kevin, I'm home. And then he breaks down. Oh, so like, so Kevin in this Home Alone movie is played by Andy Samberg. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yes, we're recasting Kevin. Okay. Um, you can play Buzz. You seem like a Buzz type. No, I don't want to play Buzz. I want to play. 
Um, you really seem like a buzz type, Sean. I want to play one of the, the thieves. Oh, and this one, there are no thieves. The only thief is Sally stealing Kevin's heart. <laughs> is that the tagline? That's the tagline. No thief except for the girl stealing Kevin's heart. It's perfect. It's a romantic comedy. It's not whatever else Home Alone was. Has, has there was. ever been a sequel in history that like completely reinvents the entire franchise and what it's about? Well, we're going to start. <laughs> and it's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy, legendary. Sean does not know what that's from, it's, which is breaking my heart a little uh, is it bit. How I met your mother. It is oh, proud moment. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am aware of that joke. Uh, I've never watched that show. Proud. Um, yeah. Do you hear that? Is that the theme music? <laughs> I think it's the theme music. Are you gonna, do you want to rap for the ending? Yo, trademark, <laughs> trademark. Yo, and now yo, it's come trademark. to a close and. Oh, wow. Everybody knows that you can find <laughs> our page on Facebook. Whoa. Sean's better rap than me. Oh, trademark. Trademark. Hey, this is Sean. If you enjoyed today's episode, you should check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash quietonsetpodcast. There we have links to our social media, including Instagram and Meg's dumb Twitter. Thanks for listening.